Hey, everybody. Here at Keep Talking Podcast, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we have a health or fitness-related episode because I'm a personal trainer in my spare time, and I'm a total health and nutrition nerd, and I think it's very important for you to focus on your health and nutrition and fitness as well. Now, a lot of Keep Talking's audience is non-native English speaking, and the language in these episodes is often advanced English, but... I'll make sure that I speak clearly and concisely enough for all non-native speakers and, of course, native speakers to understand. All right. Enjoy the episode. All right, everybody. This is the water episode, how to optimize the water that we drink, how to stay healthy via drinking the right amount of water. Now, medical disclaimer, I'm not a doctor. I can't give you medical advice, blah, blah, blah. Okay. End of disclaimer. Now, first thing to know about this episode is some of the things I talk about at the end are going to get really nitpicky, okay, in terms of what the best sources of water are, how to make sure your water is as good as possible. With that being said, the big thing for most people, the low-hanging fruit, is just make sure you drink enough water and don't drink stupid beverages like juices and especially not sodas and, well, obviously not too much alcohol, all this other other stuff in moderation, okay? If you want to improve your health, just stop drinking, in particular, these things that have a lot of sugar in them, like sodas and juices and all that crap, okay? Other beverages like coffee and tea in moderation, I think that's good. Um, not even going to go down the whole list, but that would be the big low-hanging fruit, okay? Just drink enough water in your diet um, and don't drink the crap, Okay. Now, to go on to how to optimize your water intake, like I said, if you wanted to just listen to the, the first minute and a half of this and be done, you can be done now. Just drink enough water and don't drink too much juice or soda. But, uh, okay, so first point here is how much water is the right amount of water for us, okay? Because we here in the U.S., you know, well, yeah, let's drink eight, you know, Eight glasses of water a day. That's the way to stay healthy. Eight eight-ounce glasses, which is essentially a half a gallon. It's about two liters, roughly. Now, the funny thing is they put this as like a blanket recommendation, but obviously we all have different needs. Someone like me, probably as a larger-than-average person, I weigh around 200 pounds. I do a lot of exercise. I probably need a little bit more than that. A smaller person might need a little bit less than that, etc. Now, sometimes I think I've even overdone it to the point where I drink too much, which is a point I'll come back to in a minute. But essentially, that's the blanket recommendation is around eight, eight-ounce glasses per day, so half a gallon total of water throughout the day, around two liters, whatever, right? Now, uh, you know, we could debate some sources will say, no, that's actually too much or no, that's not enough. But essentially what we want to do is we want to make sure that we're properly hydrated. We're not dehydrated, obviously, and then we're not overhydrated. Now, overhydration is something that only comes, I think, in rare cases. I may be one of those people who overhydrate sometimes, but for most people, the issue is going to be dehydration, right? Because simply in this world we live in, a lot of people I know just don't drink enough water. And what are the signs of dehydration? Well, the biggest thing is you're not urinating very frequently. And when you do urinate, your urine is darker color. So it should be kind of light yellow, maybe not necessarily clear, right? But we don't want to have urine that's, you know, slightly brown or, you know, darker, right? That's a sign of dehydration. And obviously being dehydrated can lead to a lot of negative side effects, okay? Interestingly enough, being overhydrated can lead to some of those similar side effects. But like I said, that's a problem for less and less people overall. And really, 
The interesting thing about dehydration is it, just drinking enough water can be a huge key to curb weight gain for some people because a lot of times people make the mistake of thinking that they're hungry when they're really just thirsty. Have you ever done that? If you just, you know, you feel like you're hungry, but then you go drink a big glass of water and you're like, oh, you know what? I actually didn't need food necessarily. I just, I was thirsty. I needed something. I needed some water. If you drink enough water, it's much less likely that you're going to overeat and especially less likely that you're going to overeat junk food. So once again, the, the like the big takeaway, the low-hanging fruit for most people is just to make sure that you do get enough water, okay? Now, the reason, part of the reason I decided to do this episode is because I thought to myself, it was actually a suggestion from Diego, uh, from Diego the owner of Keep Talking, who said, you know, um, he said that he started drinking a little bit less water on average because he was thinking that it might be messing up the mineral content in his body. Essentially, he was drinking a lot and it could be messing with his electrolyte levels. Now, did he do labs or research, you know, about this? Probably, well, maybe research, but I guess he doesn't necessarily have any proof and neither do I, but sometimes I do wonder, like for example, when I drink a lot of water and I'm urinating, uh, you know, not quite every hour, but you know, every say every hour and a half, every two hours throughout the day, um, you know, and then my urine is really clear. It's like, well, am I drinking too much water? Could that be diluting these electrolytes, right? Particularly sodium, potassium, magnesium, chloride, calcium. Uh, but, you know, basically what happens is we can drink too much water to the point where the electrolytes in our body are diluted and then we start losing the ability to function properly. It can cause cloudiness and fatigue. It can affect the way that our muscles uh, work. Uh, and, and actually, the funny part is, one thing I learned is you can actually cramp. You know, a lot of times when people get muscle cramps, they say, okay, you know, you're dehydrated. You need to drink more water and electrolytes, right? But apparently, you can actually get cramping from drinking too much water, being overhydrated, and then diluting these important electrolytes, these minerals that help our muscles uh, and our nerves and everything function properly. Um, so that's interesting. You can get cramping from both being dehydrated or overhydrated. It's all a balance. But anyway, the point is, so we got to find the right balance. I would say, you know, in general, we want our urine to be, want to make sure we're urinating fairly regularly, you know, not every hour, but then definitely more than once, like every eight hours, maybe every few hours. I don't know, whatever works for you, but make sure that your urine is kind of light yellow in color. All right. That's how to make sure that we're pretty much properly hydrated. And obviously this will vary a lot depending on your activity level, how much you sweat, things like that. Okay. Now, all right. So we kind of covered how much water, what about like the source of our water? And this is where we get into the really nitpicky stuff. Okay. Because, you know, here in the U S where we live in a country, we're lucky enough that for the most part, the tap water, okay. The water that we have that comes from the tap that comes from our, you know, sinks in our homes typically is healthy enough to drink. You know, it doesn't have a lot of bacteria. They filter it out at water treatment plants. I don't understand all of the science behind that, but essentially it's safe enough to drink for the most part, okay? You go to a lot of countries around the world and you still can't drink the water from the tap. You have to either get bottled water, filter it in some way, right? Here it is, for the most part, safe enough to drink from the tap and we're not going to get sick. And it's funny because that's actually the way that I grew up, you know, like when I was living in my parents' house in Apple Valley, Minnesota, the first however many years of my life, it never even occurred to me that there could be problems with the water, you know, because we just like, oh yeah, this water is good. We drink it. Who knows? Maybe I was drinking, you know, uh, certain 
chemicals, uh, you know, heavy metals, things like that that weren't good for me. Now that I study it a little bit more, uh, it's like, well, yeah, there are bad things that can be in the water. But the point is, it's not going to directly make you sick. Like you go to Mexico, <laughs> no offense, or a lot of countries around the world, and you take a glass of the tap water and drink it, and you might be puking on the side of the road in the next 30 minutes, right? You've got to really be careful drinking tap water in a lot of places around the world, okay? Now, the question then though becomes like even in the US or in places where we supposedly have clean water that's free of all this bacteria, how good is it to drink tap water? Because me, for example, like for the last five years or so, I've used a water filter in my house. It's like a, it's like a pure, P-U-R is the name of the brand, filter, thinking that that filter does enough to you know protect me from everything that could be bad in the water because you'll read about like you know there could be chlorine in the water or fluoride or whatever blah 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 and i'm like okay i'm gonna get one of these filters you know these filters like they sell at target that knuckleheads like me go in there and buy for <laughs> for like thirty dollars and then you get some replaceable little filter things you know there's the jug and then there's the replaceable filters and you're like okay i'm good i'm perfect it's, my water's perfect forever which you know apparently that's not exactly the case there's lots of different ways to filter water and what's in interesting is because i was reading an article well i keep hearing from these other biohackers and i do consider myself a biohacker uh about how really even the the standard water filters that we use like the one i'm talking about is really not good enough to do that much you know they talk about reverse osmosis filters right and i don't understand fully the science behind reverse osmosis but like for example it's supposedly a much better type of filtration system than the filter that i use that most of us are using that we're buying at target right and it's something i'm considering upgrading to because i keep hearing about this it's like i'm using this filter but like maybe it doesn't even do that much good it's funny because i'm reading off of so this is watersmartsystems.com it talks about a standard brita filter which is pretty much the same thing as the one that i have the pure the p-u-r brand i mean technically the reviews say that the pure one removes a little bit more of these you know potential chemicals things like that but anyway like if you compare a reverse osmosis filter which is what these hardcore biohackers are talking about like it's way better according to this site anyway than like a brita brita or pure filter like the one that i have uh supposedly well in addition to just making the taste better right it supposedly removes all organic compounds or pesticides removes all chlorine removes all bacteria viruses cysts arsenic heavy metals like iron and lead dissolves solids like sodium and calcium and fluoride whereas like one of the filters the carbon filtration filters which you know i guess is what the one i have is called um and like the brita ones it says it improves some of those things like it does remove chlorine and pesticides but then it doesn't remove things like arsenic or fluoride which that's actually funny too because i feel like that's the reason i got into it is <laughs> because i'm like okay yeah i need to remove fluoride from my water i heard that's bad you know and we hear stories about like uh you know like the tragic stories of i think it was flint michigan they had a bunch of lead in the water and it led to lead poisoning um anyway the point is like you know i started filtering my water all to realize now that it's probably only filtering maybe like a third of the stuff that uh that should be filtering or like a really good filter does so anyway long story short if you really want to get nitpicky like yeah using a water filter if you're drinking tap water like here in the u.s uh is probably better than nothing a reverse osmosis filter is probably like the best of the best of the types of filters maybe there's something even better i don't know right but um 
Now, the other interesting thing is I, I see a lot of, well, you know, I have some friends that are, are biohackers that are really into this. And I remember one thing that was interesting when I first met a couple of them is that they're drinking water, you know, like this this mineral water, right? So you'll see things like San Pellegrino. There's all these different brands, Perrier, uh, like this, you know, typically they're from somewhere fancy like in Europe, right? Like Italian mineral water, right? And you'll see all these brands. And once I got to know them, I realized a lot of them are drinking this mineral water, which is something I had just never done because it's like, well, I'm not going to pay like $3 for a bottle of water when I've been drinking it for free out of the tap my whole life, right? Um, But I I noticed that everybody's drinking these mineral waters, which I guess I haven't really studied how much, you know, that helps your electrolyte balance because here we are talking about the minerals again, the sodium, the magnesium, potassium, all that good stuff that we need to have in balance in our body. I, I don't know like how much drinking mineral water affects whether or not our, 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 our mineral and our electrolyte levels are balanced. But I do know that they talk to me a lot about drinking that type of water just because of like the cleanliness, right? Because it doesn't have any of these potential toxins or any of these things that I just mentioned. Now, once again, this is getting really nitpicky. Like, best thing you could probably do is just stop drinking soda and juice and drink some form of moderately clean water. But anyway, I see all these people, these biohackers in particular, talking about and drinking from from glass bottles, you know, this, uh, the, the San Pellegrinos and the, you know, the mineral water, right? And now why do they drink it out of glass bottles in particular over plastic ones? Well, just because another thing I keep hearing a lot about is how plastics, particularly plastic bottles, can have a lot of BPAs, which is, um, I believe it's just pronounced bisphenol or bisphenol A. I'm sorry, not enough of a nerd to know how to pronounce that, but everyone talks about BPAs. So this is basically an industrial chemical that started being used in plastics since around like 1950, and it supposedly can have a lot of negative effects on your health if we consume too much of it. Like, you know, it can affect our brain, it can affect our blood pressure, it could lead to diabetes supposedly, have effects on our heart, etc. Now, once again, how dangerous is it really? I mean, I don't know. I've drank out of bottled... <laughs> when I was in Colombia, I drank like 100 bottles of water because that's what you do when you're a gringo who's traveling and you're like, okay, I can't drink the tap water. I need to drink bottles. And you're not going to buy glass bottles to carry around in your backpack and break all over the place on accident. You're going to get plastic bottles. But anyway, supposedly I keep hearing about this is how either glass or porcelain or stainless steel doesn't have any of those, you know, BPAs, obviously, and is technically better for our health. So it's funny because I see like the real biohacker nerds are the ones that are drinking this mineral water, this incredible mineral water, supposedly out of these glass bottles. And who knows, maybe in a couple of years, that's the only thing I'll be drinking too with a pinch of Himalayan sink salt, Himalayan pink salt, which I'll get back to in a minute. But Anyway, so yeah, you got that. And then another point that I just wanted to make is as I keep looking more and more on how to improve the quality of the water and the foods we drink, I do definitely think in terms of uh, for like storing, um, especially hot food and beverages, it says that we definitely want to not use plastics for that. And we should be using like either glass, porcelain or stainless steel containers. Anyway, that was just kind of a side point. But once again, these are just really like nitpicky things. This is all like nitpicky health biohacking stuff to try to take it to the next level. Because ultimately, I do keep hearing about how even if we think that we're in the most healthy environment possible, eating healthy foods, drinking a lot of water, blah, 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 there can be a lot of these healthy, or excuse me, these heavy metals that get 
into our body and that can do damage in ways that we're not even aware of if we're not careful with little things like this. So, I mean, in, in on the one hand, it kind of sucks because it's like, yeah, we live in this world where there's no way you can control all this stuff. I mean, we're just going to be exposed to some of these heavy metals and toxins and pollutants. But once again, low-hanging fruit, just don't drink juice and soda. Drink more water, right? Now, um, really kind of the last point that I wanted to make is I wanted to talk about adding well, in my case, Himalayan pink salt to water. So this also is a thing that like most people probably don't need to worry about. Um, it's related again to that, uh, well, to the electrolyte balance and, and things like that. But um, you'll hear some experts in this field talk about how the best thing that we can do is, for example, uh, you know, wake up right away in the morning. Some people will tell you to add a pinch of the sea salt or like Himalayan pink salt or Celtic salt. Some people will tell you to add like a pinch of lemon or lime as well. And I forget the benefit of the lemon or lime. But anyway, you know, take a glass of water, put a pinch of salt, however much a pinch is. It's, a number, it's one of the, another one of those terms. It's like, what do you mean by a pinch, right? Like is a pinch, a, a pinch is an amount that's different from one person to the next. So obviously we're not being too exact here. But anyway, put a little little sea salt or pink salt in there along with lime. Now I, I don't do it with the lemon or lime because that's, I feel like that's too much effort, but I just drop a little salt in my water when I wake up. And what's the reason for this is because Technically, it's a better way to rehydrate and sort of start rebalancing out our electrolytes at the beginning of the day. Now, disclaimer here. I'm someone who I talk a lot about salt, adding salt to water and adding salt to foods. But if you do have high blood pressure, I definitely don't recommend that. Okay, talk to your doctor, even though your doctor <laughs> may not necessarily be the best holistic health specialist because Western medicine is usually not that great at holistic health. But anyway, if you have high blood pressure, careful with your salt, talk to your doctor, okay? The reason that I add salt to things is just because I, well, I don't have high blood pressure. My sodium levels are typically good when I've had them measured. And because I don't eat a lot of highly processed foods, which means that my diet is not going to be that high in sodium naturally, right? That's the reason that most of us have too high of sodium levels is because here in the Western world in particular, we eat diets that have a bunch of highly processed crap food that they've added a ton of sodium to, um, and it's not really necessarily the healthiest types of salts or forms of sodium, as I understand it. But for people like me who don't eat a lot of highly processed foods and who do a lot of exercise, it's actually sometimes more possible uh, that we could be low in sodium, particularly if we're drinking a lot of water, like I talked about. So anyway, I like to add a pinch of salt to my water in the morning to rehydrate, to get those sodium levels up a bit. Uh, and I also like it just because it helps the pump. So the pump is essentially when you're exercising, you know, I exercise in the morning, you get a little bit more, uh, you get some water and some electrolytes in your body, some sodium. And essentially it makes more water go to the veins and just to the muscles in general and it makes them look a little bit bigger bigger when you're working out right so it's kind of you know complicated science but essentially add a little sodium little himalayan pink salt to your water before you exercise and it'll make a bigger pump okay and if you're about to go on a date and try to impress somebody maybe do that and then do a few push-ups before and you'd be like yeah i'm freaking jacked right but anyway so that's why i do that um and yeah, I think that that's pretty much all I wanted to go over, you know, talked a little bit about how much, how much water we should probably drink. It varies for, for everyone. I definitely don't have a problem with the eight, eight ounce glasses per day. That's probably a good, 
general marker. If you do a lot of exercise and sweat a lot, you're probably going to need more than that. And your body will tell you. That's another thing. We we need to, you know, just the problem is we live in this world where we don't know how to listen to our bodies that great sometimes because we're overexposed to all of these, you know, foods and, and random drinks and coffees that have 700 calories of a whole bunch of random crap and sugar in them. Like, our, our taste buds and our bodies have been hijacked by all this processed stuff. But if we just learn to kind of go back to start from scratch and listen to our body, our body's going to tell us when we're thirsty and when we're hungry, right? So anyway, you know, just keep track. When are you thirsty? When do you need water? What's your urine color looking like? Is it light yellow? That's probably good. If it's darker, drink some more water. If it's super clear, maybe you're drinking too much water. Who knows? Um, other than that, like I said, try to, you know, with the water filtration, if you want to get nitpicky with it, you know, yeah, try a water filter. You could even try one of these reverse osmosis filters if that's an option for you or some of these, you know, these Pellegrinos, these mineral waters, stuff like that. You know, if you don't have high blood pressure, you can try a little salt in your water in the morning. But other than that, once again, let me just repeat the low hanging fruit, the big thing. If you're someone who's listening to this and you just you, you feel like your health is not that great overall, the biggest thing is just drink a decent amount of water drink enough water and put down the juices and the sodas and obviously put down the alcohol as well okay that's going to be the biggest thing and it's going to improve your health in a lot of ways all right i guess that's all i got for today and uh, we'll talk again very soon peace thank you for listening to this episode i hope you enjoyed it let's all make health and fitness a part of our daily lives get out there and do it